Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article from the 2023 Northern Academy Experience Sharing Conference entitled Music Student Looks Inward and Stops Being Self Centered by a Falun Dafa practitioner in the U.S. The article was published on the Minghui website on April 7, 2023. Greetings, Master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. I'm a student in the music department at the Northern Academy of Fine Arts. At first, I didn't want anything other than to be selected for the music program at Feitian Academy of the Arts and join the Shenyun Performing Arts Group. Thus, I refused to do any of my homework assignments. I later realized that this was a heart of pursuit. Therefore, not only did I not improve when practicing my violin, I actually regressed. We cannot accomplish anything if we do not abide by the standards of a Dafa disciple. I knew that I should not go to extremes, and I needed to follow the course of nature. Everyone's cultivation path is different. Master Li will arrange the best for everyone as long as we are diligent in cultivation. Master said in the ninth talk of Juan Falun So there is nothing inherently hard about the practice or advancing to higher stages. It's simply that people are held back by attachments. Unquote. I was enlightened that I should not only focus on practicing music, I needed to ensure that I practice the Falun Dafa exercises and complete my homework. Only then can I achieve great results. I also needed to listen to my music teacher and not be so self centered. I refused to listen to my teachers in the past and only did what I thought was right. I shouldn't focus too much on these surface issues. Master has shown me many things through my teachers. I should follow the course of nature and follow Master's arrangements. Sometimes thinking too much may hinder Master's arrangements, and even at best, it is just useless. Whether or not I would be selected for the music program at Feitian Academy and the results of my applications to college were all arranged by Master, why was I worried? I recited Master's poem in Hong Yin whenever I worried about these things. Master said in the poem No Obstacles from Hong Yin 2, quote, Cultivation paths are different, yet all are within Dafa. With no attachment to anything, the path underfoot is naturally clear. Unquote. I also should not be upset or angry when I make mistakes in my music practice. I should be composed, calm, and compassionate like a Dafa disciple. Of course, I'll encounter difficulties in school. I started to lose faith in myself when I found I still had so many shortcomings. Each time I practiced my violin, I eliminated all negative factors in my dimension first and asked for Master's help. I realized that the purpose of my practicing violin was different from that of ordinary people. Ordinary people practice their instruments to benefit themselves, but we practitioners practice to save sentient beings. We are doing the most righteous thing. We have signed contracts with Master and vowed to save people. Master said in Lecture 1 of Juan Falun quote, Cultivation depends on one's own efforts. While the transformation of Gong is done by one's master.、Unquote. Master has already paved the road for us. 
As long as my heart is in the right place and I keep going forward, there is really nothing more I need to do. I also enlightened to the fact that getting into Feitian and joining Shen Yun is not the only way to save sentient beings. There are sentient beings everywhere, and we are able to cultivate in any environment. I will abide by Master's arrangements. My heart for saving sentient beings will never waver. I should not have doubts about whether I am walking the right path. I was afraid of making mistakes in the past, and would often wait for Master's enlightenment. This is a manifestation of slacking off because we should walk our own cultivation path and not constantly rely on Master. In addition, I should not be attached to my grades. The true purpose of my studying violin is to validate Dafa, not to prove how smart or hardworking I am. These are my understandings and experiences regarding being accepted to play for Shen Yun. I recently have encountered many tribulations that required me to have more compassion and I realized that I should not label people or talk about them behind their backs. Master said in the article, What a Dafa Disciple Is, quote, When you are working together and experience friction, it's because of human attachments. That is part of one's cultivation state and process, and absolutely not because someone is truly no good. A person's good side can't be seen anymore, as it has been separated. What you see will always be the side that has not been cultivated yet. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a compassionate heart or should look at people in rigid ways. I've said again and again that you cannot see a cultivator's good side. That side is simply terrific and has met the standard. And what does it mean to meet the standard? It is the standard of a god. Whereas the part of him that hasn't been successfully cultivated yet, that part is going to seem worse as it works its way up and gets closer to the surface. But maybe that person has cultivated very well. I hope that you all cherish yourselves, cherish others, and cherish this environment that you have. Cherishing the path that you travel is cherishing yourselves. Unquote. Because we are immersed in society's big dive at, many people, including practitioners, are deluded. Isn't it our responsibility, as Dafa disciples, to awaken them? Aren't we creating a new world for mankind? It is not right when I exclude certain classmates or talk behind their backs. Master has never given up on anyone, including those who are temporarily polluted in ordinary society. Master never picks on people, and we should not either. We should be compassionate and help those in need. I usually hesitate to point out other people's mistakes. I don't want them to resent me nor affect my relationship with them. However, the side of him that's clear about things will truly resent me if I do not point out his shortcomings. I should sincerely point out others' mistakes if I'm being truly considerate. Perhaps Master intentionally revealed that person's shortcomings to me so that I can help him. Nothing is coincidental. I should not worry about what I gain or lose on the surface. When I reflected on this behavior, I realized that because I'm from China, I brought a lot of bad habits and notions with me. Through constant Fa study, I enlightened that I should always listen to the teachers. I also felt I should encourage other classmates to study the Fa. I also have the tendency to give up on myself. If I always think about myself, then my compassionate side will not emerge. I had always asked for Master's help doing orchestra performances. I realized that this was an attachment to being selfish. I should ask Master to help out the entire orchestra and not just me. This is my current level of understanding on the issue of compassion. 
I saw how writing this paper was beneficial to my cultivation. I looked inward and read the fa for even longer once I had decided to write about my cultivation experiences. I found attachments such as showing off, zealotry, and not taking things seriously. I rewrote this paper multiple times, and with each rewrite, I realized that I had progressed in cultivation. My classmates also compassionately pointed out many of my mistakes, and this helped me correct many bad notions I had about them. If it had not been for this FA conference, I would not have found so many of my attachments and would not have benefited so much. I know that Master has arranged all of these intricacies just for me. Thank you, Master. Thank you, fellow practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article entitled Arrogance and Complacency Lead to Self Destruction by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on October 1st, 2023. In Falun Dafa cultivation, some attachments are readily detected and removed. While some remain deeply embedded and resistant to elimination, I have gone through a long process of gradually recognizing my attachments of arrogance and complacency and gaining a clearer understanding of them. Recent articles by Master Li have further prompted me to reflect upon these attachments soberly. With this in mind, I share my personal experiences and the lessons I have learned. Part 1 My Painful Lessons Growing up, I excelled in academics and was often praised. Unconsciously, I nurtured a sense of superiority and developed a personality of high self esteem. Despite my limited knowledge, I considered myself smarter than others. Falun Dafa introduced me to profound principles, brought clarity to the complexities of my existence, and reveled the confusion in my life. Although I realized my ignorance and insignificance after taking up Dafa, I allowed complacency to grow and foster an exaggerated sense of self worth. This lack of humility hindered me from looking within when faced with tribulations and led to consecutive stumbles in the early stages of my cultivation. Before my first arrest and detention, Master gave me a hint. A large piece of glass near the entrance to my office building was broken and had a big hole in it. When I saw it, I wondered who had such a big loophole, but I didn't think it indicated me. During my second tribulation, someone reported me to the police for speaking to people about Falun Dafa, which led to my dismissal from a job that paid quite well. It is now clear to me that the root cause of this tribulation was my arrogance. In my initial cultivation phase, I immersed myself in the Fa. Dedicating substantial time to Fa study. I had some fresh insights each time I read Zhuan Falun. However, as time passed, a sense of complacency took hold. I wondered whether there was anything left for me to glean. 
I realize now how arrogant and ridiculous I was. My ego and entrenched human notions prevented me from wholeheartedly trusting in the power of Dafa when faced with persecution and pivotal trials. Part two: Arrogance, the impediment to elevation and saving people. Reflecting on my cultivation journey. I recognize that my persistent and numerous attachments and slow improvement on various fronts were also related to my arrogance and hubris. Jealousy, a potent manifestation of this arrogance, was strongly reflected in me. I found discomfort in others' successes and took a perverse satisfaction in their misfortunes. I looked down on others. I tried to remove this attachment, but couldn't completely remove it at the root. When the practitioner shared their accomplishments, I found myself questioning their worthiness. I couldn't help always comparing myself to others. Then, in an epiphany, I realized the interplay between my jealousy and arrogance. My inflated sense of self led me to believe I deserved those successes, but others didn't. My arrogance impeded my wisdom and blended me to the intricate web of cause and effect. My ego made me feel that it was unfair for me to suffer more severe persecution than others. Arrogance also led me to look down upon ordinary people, rendering me unable to empathize with their suffering. Every being descends to this world in search of salvation, and I, who was fortunate to become a Dafa practitioner, am in no position to look down on others. I also often liked calculating how many people had learned the truth through me and were thus saved—a greedy thought due to my arrogance. Saving lives is so significant that being like me doesn't own the ability. Instead, Master paved the way and brought people to me. Master also bestows my ability and wisdom when I talk with people about the goodness of Dafa. Without Master's benevolent protection, I would be powerless to safeguard my life, let alone extend a hand to others. The opportunities to clarify the truth are orchestrated by Master. And intertwined with the crucible of tribulations designed to elevate us, these gifts should be cherished and embraced. Part three: Lessons from History: The Virtue of Humility. Recently, I revisited the article "Lessons Learned from Two High Officials in Tang Dynasty" on the Minghui website. Emperor Taizong of the Tang Dynasty. Renowned in Chinese history, paid tribute to 24 eminent officials at Lingyan Pavilion. Among them were General Li Jing and General Hou Junji. General Li, an accomplished leader, held various high-ranking positions, including chancellor. Despite his remarkable achievements, he approached the emperor with unwavering humility and always spoke modestly. General Ho, although also a distinguished figure on the battlefield, met a tragic end due to his involvement in a rebellion. His fate serves as a cautionary tale. As practitioners, it is imperative that we maintain humility in the face of any achievement. We must have gratitude and reverence for Master. 
Those who cling to arrogance, narcissism, and complacency risk perilous paths. We must, with a strong consciousness, shed these attachments. Casting blame and harboring grievances only leads to self-demonization and eventually self-destruction. We all need to pay attention to this. Master has long weaved humility into traditional culture. Among the sixty-four hexagrams in the I Ching, only the hexagram for humility consistently signifies auspiciousness. Practitioners with humble hearts are better equipped to discern their shortcomings, make timely corrections, and traverse their cultivation path with great stability. The above is my understanding. Please point out anything not aligned with the fa. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org. <laughs>